Good evening, ladies and gents, kings, queens, things, everyone, and every body in between. I am Lee from the D with niggas. Oh, we talking now, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Is that cute? (laughs) I'm Aaron from the D originally, but now at NYC, I guess. <laughs> I'm Shivan and I be I'm a nomad, bitch. I'm from everywhere. <laughs> she really is all over the Midwest, really. <laughs> <laughs> and now East Coast. I just be places. I don't even know. <laughs> and um this is Blacks Like Us, our second episode. Um, it is a weekly show where we address hot topics in the first half and do a um, emotional check-in in the second, which is always a little bit too much. <laughs> a little bit too personal. Be a little too sober for it to get too deep. Well, you are. I'm not. And I've got things to say. All right. You also, you also notice I'm speaking very softly, right? because the the vibration of it soothes the body and soothes the soul and right now i just want soothing girl (laughs) when i tell you bitch i'm gonna dig a hole in one of my house plants and scream into it (laughs) you better get out as soon as you can because ain't no soothing about this nigga shit i'm about to present to you (sighs) Girl, you look up. My black ass will be carrying a piece of furniture around the house talking about this is the emotional weight that I have to bear. And you know what? It's time for me to let this go, <laughs> which is why I'm going back to therapy. But we'll get into that in the second half. We will. Y'all ready for the nigga shit, though? All right. What these niggas doing? All right. Well, Lil Nas X got the whole internet mad. I know. And for really no reason. So y'all both have seen the video, yes? Yeah. I haven't seen the video. I've just seen stills and I'm like, I don't why is this a problem? It's not new. Like, it's nothing new. No. So the I'll give you the overarching because the thing is, my daughter loves Lil Nas X, so I have to screen all his shit before I decide if she could listen to it or not anyway, because he was pushing it with holiday because he talking about, you know, I'm a bottom on the low, but I top shit. And I was like, all right, I need chill out. This is a Christmas song. no it's just you just have to have the conversations of like this Uh, is not for you (laughs) so again holiday was pushing it that was i let her listen to it and holiday and panini we was pushing it she's not listening to this but it's because she's seven and it's not for her right yeah but the basics of the video is that it starts and you see him in like the garden of eden so he's in like it's it's very it's very biblical, but in a very yeah, I thought it was way. very heaven and hell. It is because he's like in the Garden of Eden, and then it's a snake. The you know the whole thing with the snake, and he kind yeah. of pole dances to hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and gives Satan a lap dance. And gives Satan a lap dance, but and then kills very, him after. 
Yeah, and does yeah. very well pole dancing, by the way, because it's not, I have not very tried it. It's, it's a level of athleticism that is not easily achieved. As someone not at all, yeah. It's not easy at all. Like, it's actually quite, quite trying on your court. Also, I want to give a shout out to all the like straight blacks, both male and female, that have like been oddly enough saying protect little Nas X. And I'm like, okay, welcome. <laughs> Come on in the room. Don't make no noise. <laughs> Big Sean has been the loudest one. That's the wild part to me. Yeah. I don't I don't think that's that wild though. Because Big Not Sean for where he is now, but for where he started and given what we know about niggas from detroit it is oh, yeah that's what, that's what it is but you know what though that's why i was like oh okay because knowing niggas from detroit i was like oh okay big sean kind of gets it or he's just like well, you ain't got nothing to do with me but you do what you want to huh he's been going to therapy he's been on a real like spiritual journey like it's been watching his evolution has been quite fun but the video ain't the only reason the girls is mad. They also mad about the sneakers. The what? So, <laughs> you want to tell the sneakers? <laughs> no, you go ahead. You go ahead. Because I'm only, I'm only, I was literally just catching up with the sneakers. Um, but were they in the video? So there's some Air Maxes, right? They're Air Maxes. They're not in the video, but okay. they were made in conjunction with the video. They're black okay. and red Air Maxes. They have a 666 on one side. Supposedly, there's a drop of human blood in the bubble. Okay. And people are all pissed about that. But I'm like, y'all forget that the same company, because it's not done through Nike. It is a company that's authorized by Nike to make custom Nikes for different things, right? Okay. There's also a Bible verse on the, sh- the shoe. I don't, I don't remember which one it is, but there is a Bible verse on the shoe. I think it's from Luke. Don't exactly remember which one, and it doesn't really matter because the girls is like, oh my God, this is so blasphemous. And he's going to hell. And I was like, but all you hoes went and bought the white ones that were the God ones that also had a Bible verse, but they had a drop of holy water in the bubble. And all of y'all wouldn't bought those. Y'all wasn't mad then. It wasn't blasphemous then because he wasn't make you know, whatever. But now, because it's what Game Boy is doing, and now it's blasphemous. Y'all just cannot. And y'all got to go pray. Like, all you hoes were not here on stripper poles and giving head in the bathroom when you was 13. <laughs> I'll just say real quick. Let me just say real quick. Excuse me. <laughs> the reaction is always interesting like people start being real bible thumpers and jumping mm-hmm. away whatever whenever black people start messing with like the occult the yeah you know that you know that part of whatever like the symbolism pentagram so it's a pentagram on the shoe and it reminds yeah. me of when when i was in high school like it was like it was like a like two or three like they was kind of like their own little clique or whatever in high school that they were goths they were all black <laughs> one of the girls had a pentagram and you know like back in like the 90s yeah like, i know. You know what that was about like that was everybody that was, thought that they were everybody, in the everybody knew at least one every school had at least one 
you know, girl. But we all we, saw the craft and we were like, yeah, we, we want to be Rachel saw, True. Saw, we that, wanted to be the black girl. The, but the, when the black, black people do it, is, it's not associated with Satanism. It's Wiccan. I don't understand why people don't understand that. Because it's, it's not Christianity. Yeah. But that's a, thing. a bunch of stolen shit thrown together. Hello. Yeah. But as soon as black people start and, messing with it, that's when we start getting like, real that's when we like oh now we're religious now mm-hmm. we you know now we got an issue with it despite the fact that like literally everything we do is is like exactly. or, or something is in some kind yeah. of way. so i just think it's interesting like i think if Lil Nas was white and had some of this image like a Marilyn manson type or whatever yeah. he would get the controversy but like not to this level where it's just like oh you know it's this 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 because white people have been allowed to thrive off of yep you know, being associated yep. with, with certain imagery or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but as soon as we start doing it, it's like, it's a whole thing. So, but yeah. Also, like, certain ones, right? Because if I'm not mistaken, 21 Savage has played with this type of imagery as well. He has. Because he's straight, they don't care. They they had a big issue. Same with thing with X to Extension before he died. He's he was heavy into that extension cord, whatever the whatever fuck that little boy's name was. But but the same thing with Michael Jackson. It's like people got so offended with Michael Jackson that thriller video. But it's because by that time people was questioning his sexuality. That's really yeah. Or like remember Bone Thugs and Harmony. Remember yeah. um, when. Cause I, cause my mom bought me the album, and then she had second thoughts about it because then it came out like if you listen to it backwards, they telling you. <laughs> they, yeah, you which was remember they were saying that. But yeah, they were also they that. also said that about the Beatles, like oh yeah, if you listen to it backwards, it's a satanic mm-hmm. omen. But it wasn't. It was just a trippy. I think it was um Yellow Submarine that they were talking about. Yeah. Like when the Beatles started to go heavy into the like acidy psychedelic sound, yeah, and context. People like, oh, if you play backwards, it's satanic, satanic omen. Like satanic panic is always around, satanic and we haven't learned weird. from that. We, but they we, also said that about Pink, Pink Floyd too for Dark yeah. Side of the Moon. And I was like, yeah, I realized that this is they did. It's the Wizard of Oz. It is. And if you sync it up on it's either like, the second or the third the roar. roar. There you go. It, from the it second is, lion roar, it. you play it from there, it's literally Wizard of Oz. It is. It is. Because <laughs> I've done this like three times. <laughs> I really think Satan just be minding his business. And he do. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> I'm going to say this. I'll keep him busy enough. Shit. He ain't worried about what Lil Nas is doing. <laughs> Our business is Satan's business. Let's be honest. However, Little Nas X is a 18, 19 year old artist. And I'm thinking back to like the fucked up shit that I did, like performance wise. And I was in my like late 20s, for God's sake. Like it's he is expanding. He's growing. He's pushing these boundaries and he's figuring figuring himself out throughout the process of has he even released an album? Yeah, not a real album, not like a whole like he like his first project was like an EP, but yeah, that's like what I thought because it, yeah, with Old Town Road and all mm-hmm. that, it was like an EP. But this nigga hasn't even released an album, album in but that's the it's thing, been like three so. years, and he is on everybody's name, uh, everybody's tongues, they always and their necks. Him. 
Like he's yeah, doing what he should be doing. But that's the thing about, and this is what I was telling um, this nigga that live in my house. This oh my is what God. I was telling him the other day. He, <laughs> 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 he was like, I was talking to him and I was like, this is something that weird artsy black kids have kind of always done. Like that if you think about the like weird artsy creative especially black kids but white because we're not talking about white kids because white kids are allowed to do whatever fuck they want with no consequences but when you think about weird artsy like the weird and artsy really creative black kids they've always kind of played with that image of heaven and hell with the imagery around the devil the imagery around god the imagery around the church and all that other kind of stuff as they try to figure it out through their art because the whole point of art is that it's supposed to push you right it's supposed to make you think it's supposed to be shocking to an extent also with this video he's not doing nothing but what y'all said he gonna do anyway y'all said he was gonna go to hell for being gay so he pole danced his ass right on down the hill and took over that's what he did I don't get it. I don't understand it. People be so pressed. They be putting any press over this little boy. <laughs> the thing is, though, is like, like, like I said, I think Satan just be minding his business, right? He don't care about you unless you actually do the things that like in my opinion like that would actually like entertain him like going yeah. going out and killing somebody going out and doing like true evil stuff if you're just playing with his image that like he don't care like not, he got other <laughs> shit to do he has other things to be worried about yeah satan's yeah. probably mad that people keep like satan's probably mad that lil Nas x is bringing him up like why are you bringing yeah. me into he's probably sitting at home like i was just trying to eat my captain crunch <laughs> i did not want to be involved in you and your pole dancing and your foolishness <laughs> i know somebody somebody was like oh Satan coming to get little nazis i know satan at home like who said that right. <laughs> <laughs> he's not thinking about you or little nazis them boots or nobody else he's not thinking about y'all <laughs> These niggas do enough that he got so much to worry about to begin with. Like it's not this, he's not pressed about this. <laughs> Any final thoughts on Lil Nas X before we jump to the next one? He needs to be protected. <clears throat> he needs to be protected. I feel like Little Nas X is Little Nas X is what a Little Nas X is to rap as to what Sylvester was to disco. Yes. Um, and when we have these Black artists, these queer Black artists who push these boundaries, um, they definitely need to be protected at all costs. Because had somebody like Sylvester still been around, despite, you know, Reagan, AIDS crisis, all of that, I feel like the sound of what black music is could have evolved even more yeah. because Sylvester added so much to that disco sound and to that funk sound really. And was just kind of under, nonetheless, I'm not going to get into it. Protect <laughs> little Nas X at all costs. 
The only thing that would probably be stressing me out is when he put them wigs on and the way they be laying them baby hairs. They be so close to his damn eyebrow that stresses me the fuck out. Girl, <laughs> you know why, though? Because these niggas be watching fucking Drag Race. Yes. Which can... Okay. We I want to dive into that into just a little bit later because that's actually one of my things. So we'll okay. get there. Was it Utica? This Utica is okay. one of my okay. things. Okay. We'll good. Good, 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 good. Because <laughs> I was like, girl, so, this is girl. <laughs> so, okay. Do y'all want to talk about Utica right now? So we can talk about Utica now before we get to niggas being nosy. No, let's save her because she's exciting. Let's go into nosy. Nosy is more like hmm. okay. So you want people telling people's business? You want people fighting over something that they ain't really got nothing to be fighting over, or you want a breakup? Which one y'all want? Aaron, you choose. Let's do the breakup because that's like what it. I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just I didn't want to be the person. I love mess. So the breakup, sweetie and Quavo. Yeah, set the mess. internet on fire. <laughs> well, I mean, now mind you, I love Sweetie. I do. I enjoy her content. She is very, very funny to me. I love her. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, my mom's favorite song is "My Type" for some reason. Not quite sure. Cause it's a bop. It's just easy, you know. And you know. My mom it's one of those really did. catchy songs that it just pops in. Well, you've already heard, what was that, Petey Pablo? You already heard the Petey Pablo. bring that shit up. No, I mean, but it's the sample, years. though, you know? It is, but that song ruined my time in college. Thank you. Oh, no, I love that song. I <laughs> live for that but song. But your name's not in that song, therefore you ain't oh, have to yeah. running up on you talking about, are you really a freakily? <laughs> Keisha. That's my Hanya, name in that song. Lena. Siobhan. <laughs> yeah. Freak <Freak-a-leak. laughs> <laughs> Okay, fair. That's fair. That's very fair. I get that. I n- never thought about it that way. I'm sorry. <laughs> I never thought about it that way. And my mom likes that song because since she since we could walk, she's been saying, <laughs> Marry a rich nigga, you'll love him later. <laughs> can i tell you that is a word that is a word so that's why that is her favorite song but let's get into the tweets now because the tweets sent me (laughs) it wasn't even her tweets though like I just, I I'm like Quavo, shut about, the fuck up. I ain't even about to talk about the family shit. I just need the tweets between him and her are what was funny to me. All right, lay so, it on know, me. Her first, okay. So she said, "I'm single. I've endured too much betrayal and hurt behind the scenes for a false narrative to be circulating that degrades my character." Mind you, all this came up because she did that sit down with that Justin LaBoya, how do you say his name? The little messy one. And she, he had him and her ex, who is Diddy's son. Oh, um, Justin. One. Or King Combs. Are they one and the same? Because you know Diddy. No, King Combs is, King is um, the one that looks exactly oh, like Diddy. Christian. 
shows how much I know. <laughs> Justin's the one that is supposedly. I know because that he models for Rihanna. That's the only reason why I know. <laughs> the light skin one or the dark skin one? The dark skin one. He he okay, models yeah. for is this, uh, Savage. Is this Alby Shore's son that that Diddy raised? Like is. Oh no, that's Quincy. no. That's Quincy. Okay. Justin is. Oh, oh, see, see, it's too many of them. It's too many. Justin is Diddy's son with Misa Hill. Okay. Justin is the super cute light skinned one the that there were rumors about him being gay. Yes. Notice I said rumors. There were rumors because I saw it all over the shade room. Immediately, media takeout. Yeah. We saw it. It is what it is. I you can't confirm or deny. I don't know. This boy has never said anything about it. So no, I didn't fuck him, so I can't tell you. Exactly. I wouldn't mind it though. I mean, so but that's where this whole thing came from because it was that sit down between the two of them and he like to me at least, it was clear that he still has feelings for her. And it was also kind of clear that she was uncomfortable with the way the conversation was going because then they started talking about threesomes and shit. She kept trying to change the subject. It was quite clear she was uncomfortable with where the relationship was going. Why are we talking about this? What was this the context of this interview? Like, were they supposed to be talking about music? I didn't watch the whole interview because I was not about to put myself through that. Fair. I just saw clips of the interview, but in all the clips that I saw it was very clear that she was trying to steer this conversation somewhere else. Because she either wouldn't answer or she would bring something else up or she would take a drink. Like, it was very clear she was trying not to be involved in wherever they were trying to go. And the interviewer was male. Yes, and messy. Yeah, of course. They always are. He was... Of course. And there's a whole... There's a whole conversation to be had about how female rappers are treated by male interviewers. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah that's a whole different thing. But and yeah. then even to set up this interview between her and her ex, which I don't know how true this is, but from what I've been seeing, she didn't even know he was going to be there. I have no doubt about that. Same. Same. It's believable to me, although I'm not going to say yes or no because I don't know for a fact and I don't want to put the question on that man's integrity, right? But the question, his integrity is already questioned just based on what you're telling me. <laughs> I mean, no, seriously. Yeah. But it was like they, it, so that's where, and then people start like trying to come for her for doing this interview. So that's where the whole question, false narrative that degrades my character came from. And then she said, presents don't band-aid scars and the love isn't real when the intimacy is given to another woman. Yep. I emotionally checked out a long time ago and have walked away with a deep sense of peace and freedom. Excited for this new chapter of Elevation. I know that is right. She is fucked preaching i read that i said my dear this is a word saweetie it took me a year to realize it was just sweetie i (laughs) I was like who is sweetie i didn't realize until like three or four months ago i would just always call the girl diamante because that's her damn name (laughs) ain't that the banana company oh no that's del monte that's del monte what the hell (laughs) Diamante is a car that was out in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> yes, 
So it is a product at the very least. Oh, yeah. also, fun fact about Sweetie, her mama was in a Nelly video, looked just like her. She literally stole her mama's whole face. And she and she's also cousins with Gabrielle Union. And she's Gabrielle Union's cousin. Yeah. That you whole family was me. fine because her daddy fine. That whole family is just fine. <laughs> you are cousins. Like what kind of cousins? Like like actual like, like actual, real cousins. Like, like actual like, real cousins. Like not like reunion cousins. Like cousins. But... Like cousins to the point that Gabrielle Union had a birthday party for herself and had Sweetie performing at it. Oh, so like actual family. Like actual yeah. family. Like I'm gonna okay, give work. you this stage because you're my cousin and I want you to take one. Work. Okay. Yeah, no, that whole family is just fine. Just I mean, just gorgeous. Her, both her parents fine. Cause her mom, she literally saw her mama's face and her daddy looked like he'll him you up and fuck you real good. Like he is just fine. Ooh. <laughs> You should look up her daddy sometimes. Every oh, time she will. posts him, when I tell you the comments, be so damn thirsty. Oh no, I think I've seen him. Because <laughs> I think I've seen him because somebody on Twitter took a picture of him and her and then cut her ass out. Because <laughs> he fine. Just <laughs> but okay, so she said all that. Here come Quavo. I know you want to make this into a show, so I'll play my part just this one time. I don't Playing your part will be shutting the fuck up. I don't normally put my business out there. Full stop. He made a song called Hunt Your Dreams where he put all his business street. But let's continue. Uh, especially my personal life. I feel the need to address this so there's no false narratives. They love that term. I have Yeah, it's a popular term now. I have it's like cultural appropriation. Yeah. And disappointed you did all that. You're not the woman I thought you were. I wish you nothing but the best. So you could have just texted her ass that. But sis is not even mad that that she said she's single. Sis is mad that she's that she said you cheated. He ain't mad that he cheated. He not mad. He, he just mad she told us. <laughs> That's the thing. That is the thing. The reality is, is unfortunately for her, rather. Fortunately, I don't want to say fortunately for us. <laughs> Unfortunately for her, um, the reality is, is that he did, did these things. And instead of not that he owed the public anything, instead of either a shutting the fuck up, <laughs> making his money and getting them Popeye's checks for that bullshit ass meal that they concocted. That does meal? Right. Or B, accepting the responsibility of, hey, this is what happened and this is what I did since you want to go public. Yeah. It's like said, you want to concoct some old bullshit ass message. From this it's PR team from the future scrambling. handbook. It's straight from the future handbook. It's very much like, yeah, I did the shit, but you wrong for telling people I did the shit. Exactly. And she's hit him with that smooth take care. <laughs> when I say I felt that in my spirit when she said that. <laughs> I mean, well, the, running, the, running, the running thing in common is that it's something about these heterosexual Black men from Atlanta that are in, I think in general, but specifically the rappers. They are all like problematic to some degree. 
Yes. It's Future, it's Quavo, it's Offset and Cardi B. Like they be now every other day. And it's just like, but the the issue is is like the women in the that deal with these men always get the the short end of the fucking stick. They They always get the raft of it. Whether like whether like no it's it's like no matter like the women have nothing in common like the women like they just really like are active in the relationship let's say and whatever their role in the relationship they play it but the men are always cheating getting caught out there with multiple receipts in many cases and, yeah. and they still like people will still find a way to like try to separate them from their accountability. Shit, I just got arrested behind Offset and shit. He was doing, and that's the thing. It's like everybody's talking about Cardi should Cardi need to go to jail. She shouldn't attack them girls like that. But ain't nobody talking about the fact that Offset was fucking them, and that's why she attacked them damn girls. Also, them girls came at her. They did. You are this woman, and kind of same thing with Sweetie. So Weedy. I'm sorry, girl. I love I you. Her, though. I call her So Weedy too. I just say Sweetie. I just. I it's just funny. It's like so because not... I was like, who is this girl? That's my type. So so. But also, <laughs> real quick side note: like aside from her music, the only reason I know her is because of how she eats. Her eating habits are her terrible. Eating, she eats like a nigga in jail. <laughs> like, it's wild. For her to be so thin, it is so wild the way she, she put flavor behind Cheetos in every fucking thing. Yeah. Wait, like how old is she? She's 27. Late 20s. Late 20s. Oh, yeah. She, she, she got like people that like, she eat like she a another three years. So my, I have a cousin like this. I'm going to put her on blast. But my cousin, Tanisha, she like she put a ranch on on spaghetti, and apparently it's a whole. Cult. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. No, it's fine. I do. I do. Ranch on spaghetti, I can't do it. I can't do it. Well, tomato is acidic, and the ranch is like very cool, so it's sauce. a balance. If your sauce isn't sweet, then I definitely do it. I just can't do it. I, just, I can't. Do oh, that's it true. Yeah, no. If your sauce is more acidic and salty, you need yeah. something cool and refreshing. I can't do it on sweet sauce. I'm but... use cheese, man. I'm like, put some cheese on it. I do that Who too. said there wasn't cheese on it? You have to have cheese on it. Aaron about to judge our pizza. eating habits. I don't like how this I is going. I did my pizza rolls and ranch. After Hell I yeah. Out of my okay, air fryer. Ranch is fine. Pizza and ranch. But it's, it's just something about the pasta aspect of it that just does not. I put, I'm, I'm from the class of people that put french fries in my frosty, though. I, I definitely did French fries in my frosting. I have not done that, but I I support anybody's decision. We <laughs> <laughs> tried to do that, and their their ice cream machine was down. It was that one on Jefferson by um that Wendy's on Jefferson one, by Belle Isle. Like I don't know why you went there and thought anything was gonna work. Because <laughs> we were drunk. We were blackout drunk. I think okay. we got like fifty dollars worth of food. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I get it now. Sweetie seems like the type though that she'll put like a honey bun in ranch and and be like try to justify it. Like, that no, hey, <laughs> do you, girl? Did you? Do so you, you didn't see her hot Cheeto fudge? She made that, that actually hot in it. 
That actually sounds really good. Yeah, she definitely made fudge with flaming hot in <laughs> I know it sounds odd, but chocolate and that that spice, that heat with a little bit of just, that cheesiness to it, like her, yeah. Just watch her little cooking videos. See you what shaking I, your head, but I'm I'm telling you, Aaron. <laughs> if I made you some flaming hot Cheeto fudge, you'd be like, okay, I can see it. So I'm someone that like I was always afraid to eat flaming hot Cheetos because somebody told me when I was like four or five years old that when you eat them, your 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 poop will turn red. So I <laughs> no, it did though. <laughs> back in the day, it, I'm pretty sure back in the day it did because <laughs> of the dye. Where it did. I only I only just like for the first time like maybe two years ago ate some uh some uh flaming hot barbecue better maids like i never went beyond barbecue like just the real real spicy shits like i never did them because like like i said somebody told me in like 92 that uh <laughs> if you eat <laughs> no it did but I that was also like the same time we had the doritos wild chips i think yeah. it was the wild brand and everybody yeah. had anal leakage from the yes yes that, and the, uh, we also had surge too, for God's sakes. And it was all the, the baked ones that would give you anal linkage. Yep. The <laughs> wow. The point that it made it in a movie. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. The wow was about, like, were you going to make it to the bathroom or not? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's go to the next thing. Because I'm only going to pick one of these last two so we can talk about you. Because I don't want to do like four things, right? Hmm, which one? We can talk about Rosie O'Donnell. What the hell happened with Rosie? <laughs> <laughs> I thought she I was living a quiet one. life. I knew this is the one that y'all wouldn't know. So okay. Rosie O'Donnell was on somebody's podcast in the last couple of days. <sighs> okay. What'd she, she say like, now? Well, let's let's pull. Let's hold on. We'll get there. She's just kind of talking and you know. Being Rosie, some reason they asked her about Whitney Houston. Don't know why. Oh God! <laughs> she never really says anything problematic like that. Like, I'm yes, like, she does. I'm she not- does actually. <laughs> she, she says I'm problematic not- shit, but she doesn't like she the intention like is different than what comes out. Okay. Yeah, like Rosie says, says shit, but her intention is different, and it that's how it always fucking happens she like, says so, it from the place of a white okay. woman who's always been around black people so people that knows her will understand this but if you don't <laughs> know her intimately this is gonna be really fucked up okay. so Save this situation right here jesus <laughs> so, he was okay. talking about whitney houston oh, and man. she said whitney whitney was always waffling about her sexuality i think the word she used was actually confused i think that's actually the word that she used not waffling. okay okay i mean that's um, fair that's valid and, and then she she said because we as her friends all knew she was bisexual bobby knew she was bisexual but <laughs> yeah. because she grew up in the methodist church that weighed heavy on her yeah so have you seen sissy's face <laughs> that would scare the piss out of me she said because being gay or bisexual is not accepted in the black community or by the black church I could see where she would have a problem with that 
Yeah. That was the extent. Now, to us, she ain't said nothing wrong, right? The straights is pissed. Because <laughs> Rosie O'Donnell said it. Are they? Are they? Rosie okay? O'Donnell said it. Mind you, it was a whole ass movie. Black people don't accept they gay cousins. It's like they don't. They don't, but they don't want to acknowledge that. So it's gonna say, "Why does white lady all in our beds talk like she know?" Yeah. Okay. I, see. I mean, I get that, <laughs> but at the same time, like it's okay. It's facts, and it's Please. facts that she got from her friend. Yeah. So it's funny that you bring this up. So y'all know my cousin Mike, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. So when like growing up young and gay, it was, it was obviously difficult. And he was hyper-masculine? Hyper-masculine. Yeah. And to a certain degree, he was a tormentor. But as time went on, he became a protector. And he's been like reaching out lately to just like hang out and spend time. Mm-hmm. And it so he called me last night. Like he never calls me. It's rare. I'll say that. It's very rare that he calls me. Mm-hmm. And he calls me last night. I'm at work. I see a missed call and I see it's him. So the first thing I pop, that pops in my mind is like, oh my God, something's wrong. Like what's going on? Yeah. <clears throat> so I run my black ass out at work and I am like terrified. Cause I'm like, if Mike is calling me, like something is super wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, I'm at Honest John's. I was just seeing what you were doing. I just wanted to hang. I'm like, nigga. (laughs) And I told him, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I'm about to start crying because I was scared. I was scared. It was like, oh, my God, something's wrong. Something's wrong. Like, mom's in the hospital. Like, like, something is really fucking wrong. And he's like, no, I was just hanging out. And even today, like, he called me today. was like, what bar you work at? I want to come hang out. I'm like, nigga. But it was, it I was. I mean, given what I know about him and the the limited interaction I've had with him, this is I actually like this a lot because this is a lot of growth. No, from super, where super. He was like, you know, he looked. He looked me in my face. It, it was maybe like two or three years ago. He just looked at me. and was like, I know I put you through hell, and I'm sorry. And I was just like, what? Like, even last night, like, he was like, all right, love you. And I was like, love you, too? Right. (laughs) And it's, and mind you, this nigga did time. This nigga, he was a street nigga, for real. Oh, I had the biggest crush, and he wouldn't pay me no attention. (laughs) No, he's attractive. He looked like a light-skinned Snoop Dogg. Like, let's be honest. He wouldn't pay me no attention. The little attention I did get Mm -hmm. from him, it was always, because the one thing he said, he was like, Mm-mm, he leaves friend. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like he didn't want to cross a boundary. He's like, grown. He's trying, he's trying to be he respectful. I, was, I, was, I, was, I don't think he was sure if I was a lesbian or not. Well, Once also at the same time, <laughs> all my Once friends were like, lesbians. It took him a second to even confirm if I was a cis woman or trans because I was Lee's friend. He just assumed. And then, <laughs> you know. and Especially then, at that time. Yeah. Yeah. Because we were all very 
wild and strange. So when he got past that, and the only reason he figured that out is because he walked in while I was changing. <laughs> so that's how he figured that one out. <laughs> Nonetheless, what I, the point that I was getting at was... I'm not going to be where I was getting at is he has had so many um, he has had so many queer people in his life and it took for I think for one of his children to be to come out as trans and transition for him to put those things into perspective and to realize and now I, if I'm 35 he's got at least be 45 if yeah, not older um, it's it's a it's a thing of everything happens in its due time but you don't but also at the same time you ain't got to wait for it that was what i was getting at i am immensely appreciative of the fact that he's reaching out in this kind of a way um yeah and it's kind of it's a little surprising um but I am willing to receive it, you know? Yeah, but no. all of this shit was shit that he had to handle on his own mm -hmm. time. He had to get there. Like, he, he definitely had to get there. And I don't yeah. think Whitney ever had the time or space to get there. No. Well, and I, I feel like for just people in general, they have to figure this out on their own because it's them. And it ain't really ain't got shit to do right. with us. Yeah, very much so. So people are gonna feel whatever way they want to feel about Whitney Houston. Mm -hmm. Whatever. I mean, they did the same thing when Patty LaBelle outed Luther Vandross. Which Patty didn't even mean to, and I'm like, Patty, oh my God, girl, <laughs> you did not need to say this. I know what you were saying, but ma'am. You were just talking, but you was just talking a little too much, girl. <laughs> yeah. They did they acted the same way when she did it. And it was like not even intentional. Like they just really acted like she like stopped the world. And I'm like, yeah, what y'all not about to do is come from Miss Patty this way. Y'all better chill out. <laughs> See, so Patty low key, low, low key slash high key. Uh she's been around so mid key? Just key. <laughs> Yeah, just so key. Medium. So key. It's a key. Middle key. It's not K E Y. It's just a K I. It's just a key. So Patty has been around a queer person her entire, at least one, her entire life, which is Nona and in in Labelle. So Nona is openly bisexual, if not lesbian. At she. I think she, it might have been a situation where she was open to her friends as being bi, but she has been in a relationship with a woman. I just found this out because I went down a rabbit hole the other day. And <laughs> she has, so LaBelle, when they switched from being like girl group to like Lady Marmalade doing all the Afro Patty LaBelle and LaBelle. Yep. There was a, a white woman. Um, who was their manager at the time that facilitated that image change, but she has what I found out, and it's not like on Wikipedia or anything like that. It's buried in some articles yeah. um, that she was in a, that their manager was in a relationship with Nona 
the whole time. And they've been together out in the open since at least like, let's say 1971, 1972. Um, now it had been like, like Nona had disclosed like publicly, like, yes, I'm bisexual or, you know, like later on in like the eighties and nineties, but you know, she's not as big as Patty. So it just kind of get like, you know, like, okay, girl, yeah, you, you say that. Yeah. But, but one thing we have never heard Patty say like all this time is her di- like disagreeing with it. Like, you know, they, they have continued to reunite. They have, con- like, Patty has always spoken. I don't say shit about the gays, except yeah. for I love y'all. Patty loves the gays. The gays they have bought Patty, Patty a home, yeah. a car, multiple cars, multiple clothing, all of her wigs. All The gays financed that early 90s home shopping network line of Patty LaBelle makeup. Mm. Yeah, I remember that. Have- she had a whole line on of clothes too, because my mother has a Patty Labelle. Like, remember when people wearing shawls, like the not shawls. Oh not yeah, she still wearing them goddamn remember, shawls. Remember, like, in the, like the early uh-huh. and ponchos was like everywhere. I'm like, yep. <laughs> That's why I fell in love with oversized like blouses and ponchos was yeah. because of that. <laughs> what I'm wondering though is like, like I think Patty like. She knows she has a relationship with the gays, but does the yeah. public know? And she, Patty, probably just thought like, "Oh, everybody knows I love the gays, therefore I have this privilege to say what I know about Luther." And but she probably did was not expecting that kind of backlash because she probably assumed like, "Well, if I knew, and then everybody, and everybody, knew. Everybody, everybody knows, everybody should know what my stance is." Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but yeah. And then like Rosie's coming from a place. <laughs> Well, this was my friend, and I'm gay myself, so I can talk about these things. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like yeah. people think they have a certain level of privilege to talk about other people's things if they're a member of the share their community. stories. So it's like she's and Rosie's like, well, you know, when I came out all those years ago, and everybody kind of looked at me funny, it wasn't like we're past that, right? Yeah, we're well, past the days yeah. of people looking at you funny when you come out publicly. Because look, Ella's still dancing on TV, although she's awful. But well, she's yeah. <laughs> we don't know yeah. how much longer Ellen gonna she's be dancing. Kind of acceptable TV. presentation. Of- the here we there we go. Exactly. That's it. She's a very sanitized, family friendly, approachable exactly version what of to. what queer identity is. And on top of that. She is wealthy and white. And I said, this is a wealthy white woman yep. who jumps around for your entertainment. So, yes. she, of course, y'all are cool with her. You're always with a black DJ, with a black male DJ. Always. But, of course, y'all are cool with her. Yeah. But Ellen's acceptable. Y'all not giving, because, I mean, hell, every time, as much as, I have such a complicated relationship with Billy Porter, but every time he step outside, it's think pieces on the fact that he got on the skirt. Like it's just girl, I be so much. Like <laughs> I was trying to steer away from that. Cause I almost said Billy Porter as well. Okay. But so I can't even I can't even put Billy Porter in that same category as Ellen because I mean, even though every especially if you're black and no, queer, he is have, though. Well, I put Billy Porter in that category mainly because Billy Porter operates and continues to reject 
the idea of being nothing more than a queer man as opposed to being a Black queer man and approaching things with the intersectionality of those two identities and being open about the complexity of it. Why is he doing the state of the LBGT union every fucking no? This is, this is the one place that I will disagree with you. Because I agree with everything you said about him. He is very much like I agree with all of that, right? The one place I disagree is because even though he likes to act like the black don't matter, no one else does. But the thing is, it's still very much brought up and it's still something there, even though even if he doesn't acknowledge it, it's still very much in the consciousness because we all know why he does it every year, because he is the acceptable black guy. That's where that was what irks me. His blackness isn't really a factor. It's not a factor in his queerness. Right. Where, but no one else looks at him like that. Nobody else does. No, they do though. They, they don't do. Though, for real. We like, don't. Do. I wonder. We don't, but they do. The whites do. They don't dismiss the black. I don't think they dismiss his blackness in the same way. No, what it is is the white gays love to fetishize black. That's what it is. But that's different. So the thing but with that's with Billy, he's very much a Broadway gay, like a New York Broadway gay. And that's yeah. the whole like niche, but like powerful. Like they're in numbers. And I had somebody, like the longer you live here, the more you learn about these different communities and how they move and how they whatever. So like Broadway gays, like Broadway is has always been like, it's. I mean, it's not always been. Like there have been clearly like Porgy and Bess and Pearly and all, all, all these yeah. types of like black, Raisin black in the sun. always been on Broadway to multiple degrees. <laughs> Color purple However, now too. Like the, the gay side of Broadway is very white, very male. Yeah. And the you like men especially men of color that kind of enter that particular space of like i act on broadway or i'm a producer but the men i commiserate with socialize with are all white like that's when like you become like that token black person yes. but also broadway like pays bills like you know, Billy, we've seen him try to be a, a singer, like a straight up R&B singer. Didn't he tried want to that. play straight for a long time and it was very strange and he looked very awkward in the videos. But if you, <laughs> if you, if you, he does, he does. But if you thrive on Broadway and you also kind of have like a built-in social group, like that's that like is obviously very problematic then you start to kind of just lose i think i think he's probably lost something about himself like all this whole time plus you also factor in his age like like he's his spouse and his uh, respectability politics yeah i just wonder like you know how much of his like choice in choice in who he surrounds himself influences whatever he does i'm not trying to excuse him from a lot of stuff 
Plus, I think he can't really dress that well. Like, I, I don't, I don't like his. <laughs> I don't, I don't like his. No, his, like, I, no. He okay. This is the thing. No, he has moments. Like, no, he's had like one. To me, he's had one good moment. The Met but, Gala was a moment for me. I think a lot of what he does is gaudy and over the top. Yes, but there's a way to do it. It's gaudy. But the thing that annoys me is like how we are just supposed to be like, oh, this is... We're supposed to fall all over him. We're not supposed to like criticize this at all because it is queer expression. No, he is a queer And he's the representation. It's just ugly. Like some of these patterns don't be working for me. The makeup just be off. Like, just- <laughs> I'm like, why are we doing the makeup? You just look like you got some glitter shitted on your face, sir. Yeah, the makeup is always bad. And I always say, I want, if he's going to do a face, let me do your face. We can, yeah. we can, not, we can do a face. Like, it's- so if you're going to go, if you're going to go for it, if you, you are Billy Porter, you are in a position as, as being a black queer man that most black queers, most black men, period, will never be in to express yourself publicly, much like little Nas X, and have that capability to pull off whatever the fucking look you want. The difference is between the two, that little nigga, little Nas X, goes for it and it is goes for it from head to fucking toe billy just like i want to just a little glitter no nigga if you're gonna step out in vintage fucking balenciaga pull a fucking look yeah pull a look pull a look and for the access that this man has the access and the money and the money and the notoriety to be coming out looking the way that the fuck he does, it is awful. It is awful and it's poorly done. You know, it it, it upsets me and my I'm home sorry, home. I'm like really like, mad about that. <laughs> it's true, it's true. There are so few out, like I'm glad the number is increasing. And I was gonna say that like, I think if Whitney had like a role model, like a, a, a queer black female person that was out you or know, just a oh, queer black person that was out, no, Sylvester. No, I'm just no, going no. back to Sylvester. I'm sorry. But no, <laughs> no, I would. No, I would. I, I mean, I would steadfastly say for in Whitney's case, a woman that was like out. To oh, the Sylvester public. was a woman. <laughs> oh, she was a woman. Yeah. Let's, woman. I mean, let's go back to 1983 when you know it was the terminology had not evolved the thought the yeah weren't there yet yeah and i'm looking at like you know 20 21 year old whitney in 1983 having nobody to kind of like you know pull her like this is okay right yeah but it is i mean it to me it is probably you know a little bit troublesome that there the number is increasing but there are so few out black gay men who like I admire Lil Nas X because even though he's younger than me, he's doing like what Billy Porter thinks he's doing, right? Like, <laughs> nigga, there you go. Yes, I mean for real. Yes, Billy Porter thinks he's shaking the table. Meanwhile, Lil Nas X has like lifted the table up, 
taken it out of the apartment, put it into the middle of the, the busiest street, set it aflame, and started shaking his ass next to it. Yes. Billy Porter dresses like a wealthy, elderly white woman. Bitch, Michael Kors. Yes. He looks like Michael Kors. <laughs> Vacation collection. No, seriously, though. I'm going to get risque and put some rhinestones on this. Because I'm going to tell you one thing. That blue and silver situation that he wore yeah, with the Grammys. With now, the, while I love the, the hat. I didn't like that hat. That was probably done. So I love the hat. It just needed to be a different color. But like, I like the hat better when Cardi B did it. It needed to be fuller. When Cardi B did it, I liked it a lot better. <laughs> So my thing was it needed to be fuller and instead of any kind of like stoned item, it needed to be super full, very fringe. Yes. So you couldn't see shit. So you, when you had, it needed to be a real reveal because we could see you nigga through the stones hanging from your hat. Yeah. And I was like, this is okay. This is cute. Like it's motorized. It moves we've seen better we've seen better from the girls on drag race who come on on their first season with no fucking money yeah. who make that shit on fucking site yeah you have money at this point Again, you had enough money i would say that you had enough <laughs> money not to count on niggas coins but i know for a fact you had enough money yeah. it just wasn't his shit is just never it's all poorly executed. Yeah. yeah. It's like the vision is there, it's, but the execution it's never right. <laughs> it just like, I, I see what she was trying to do. <laughs> yeah, and girl, you tried. You tried and I see what she was trying to do. <laughs> yeah. You tried. Yeah. That's it. Because the I, hat wasn't hey. big enough. The the fringe wasn't full enough. Like I said, when Cardi did it, it was a lot better. He just and Cardi did it first. I just if I if I was in Billy Porter's shoes with the access that I'm looking at Cardi, he right has. <laughs> I, I was gonna say I got Google images of Billy Porter, and it's all like, like I said, the is I I see a lot of failed. Yep, like, it yeah. just looks it looks so much fucking better, girl. <laughs> chasing Dallas, the trans woman on Chase Ariel. O'Hara, shout out to you, ma'am. You may never hear this, but I live for you. Better hat and version of that. And this woman does not have the money that Billy Porter does. At least I'm assuming she might be. Look, girl, I ain't gonna count your money either, but I'm gonna assume. Nobody's coins, but just based on the appearances, you know, he at the Grammys, you on YouTube, you know, no shade. Yeah, he got FX checks. Like, like if I was in that place, girl, I would be pulling. I would, I would be pulling two thousand eight Dior couture dresses. I would be pulling from Jean Paul Gaultier, the nineties collection, the yes. iconic the collection. The you can. Um, it's a store here. I was just because I, I I was just here yesterday or this morning. It's called the Real Real, and they curate. I go there all the yes. time. <laughs> I just discovered it, you know. Not this is not sponsored. This is not a plug. Real, real, I'm in there for the first time. I was just like, okay, this is this is 
this is something I like. So it's been the real, real, and rebag all my coins. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> I just I just expect more from people that have the money, the access, the notoriety and that people want to consider as being like, quote unquote, fashionable. Now, one thing like, I expect good. more. I'm sick of mama and them Charlotte Ruse boots now. I need, for, <laughs> I need for him to retire them black suede boots with that little church lady heel on them. Just put them away. I am done. Girl. I'm tired. I'm finished. I'm done. We're over it. Like, put them boots up. My witch boots, my witch boots have, I think it's about a one and a half inch heel on it. But it makes me look like I am six fucking four because of the way that it is shaped. And these things Man. are old as fuck. Like, sir, if you but don't put not, your fashion together, meanwhile, I'm in a, a goddamn hoodie. <laughs> it's not a round toe, faux suede, chunky heel. No, pointed. Like what Always they pointed. used to wear all through the late 90s and 2000s when the girls was hitting Charlotte Russe and Wet Seal like it was no other store in the mall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'm so I hate those boots so much. I'm tired. I was Wait, like, how do we get on Pilly Border? Because we were talking about Whitney Houston. We were talking about Whitney Houston. Oh, and we were talking about Rosie O'Donnell talking about her her being bisexual and why it was why people gonna say it's not okay, although she didn't say nothing wrong. She ain't said nothing. That's wrong. how we you got niggas it. need to get out your feelings. Yeah, you know. Also, I just hate Billy Porter. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't know you on a personal level. I don't want to know you on a personal level. I just, I think about Billy Porter a lot, especially now, and you know why. I do know why. Because <laughs> I, I don't want to be you. I know I was, I know there was a point in time where I was following Billy Porter on Instagram. Aaron, he's real cute. He's <laughs> real cute. Like, Aaron, I thought he, he looks, if we he not tans, talking about right now. Focus. If, Aaron, if he tans, you would think he was just light skinned. Like, I'm not even kidding you. He does give like John B vibes. Bitch, John fucking B. He gives John B goes to a punk concert in fucking London. He gives tattooed John B vibes. Yes. Very it, I'm just like. I mean, I approve of this one. Not only I don't approve of white people. <laughs> I would just say be careful. Like. Oh, wait. Oh no, I'm going in hot and it's going to be very much so a thing of like, we're going to establish these boundaries. These are the things that I will not accept you saying to or around me in any way. It's not even that. It's not even, I mean, it's not even that. It's like, it's more about like the, like, um, it was never an issue with like what they might say. I was more worried about like what their friends might say. Right. That's not my problem. Yeah. That's his. That's not my problem. That's his. You but handle it that. It becomes your problem. As no, someone it doesn't. Who fought that battle, it does. I'm not. This is the yeah. thing. I'm not fighting that battle. No, 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 no. Not fighting. See, the thing. It's not. It's not fighting the battle of. I have to deal with your friends. It's more the, bitch. What you just said. 
like it's more the fighting the actual friend because they done said some wild ass shit because oh yeah no that's why i'm like i'm not fighting that battle and that's why i also said like these are the things that i will and i won't accept but more often than not the friend has I and mean, this goes for dating anyone really but like the friend who has been a part of their life longer than you have and that particular friend has probably said all types of wild shit that the person you're with has decided to overlook or look past and stuff like that so now you got two issues you got an issue Mm -hmm. with friend and now you got an issue with who who you're involved with and how much they have accepted despite their own perceived you know you know Uh whatever so i will remove myself yeah that is not going to be my problem the issue oh no i know that's why i said that will not be my problem you will deal with that and if you don't want to deal with that i will exit yeah and that's before you get the family i have have admittedly never gone as far with a a a white person to meet their family i have met them but like we didn't like break bread or anything like that let's just say but <laughs> this the, nigga's I, passing around bread, fishes, and wine. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just didn't sit down to dinner. But I, <laughs> I mean, the, I mean, that's just like the lingering concern for me in terms of like if I do get in, involved with somebody that's not black, it's just like okay, eventually, like if we get serious enough, there will have to be like a family meeting and then repeated family meetings, and then like, am I emotionally and mentally prepared for that? And that's like, yeah. You know, I think people might think they are, but you know, it's just, that's the always like, like I said, I haven't been to that point, but you know, I have been to a point where it's just like, oh, well, maybe, you know, we're going to get to that point. And am I ready for that? I have gotten to that point because I dated a white guy and a, and a biracial guy. Both of them, I got to that point with the white guys, his immediate family it was fine. It wasn't until I started meeting aunts and cousins that I was like, oh, fuck no. (laughs) With the biracial guy, when I met his mom, who's white, it was terrible. Like, absolutely awful. She was, oof. Last I heard, he was married to a white woman. And that's what she wanted. But we talk about, I mean, you ain't even at this point yet. This is like you, <laughs> this is not what, <laughs> we look at it and we look into the crystal ball for like 10 years from now. <laughs> it can go either way. I've had it go either way. So, but I now let's say my to, family thought I was going to end up with somebody white, which is kind I of I mean, me too. Um, my whole family thought I was going to end up marrying a white boy. They always did it. But it was, it was solely based on the fact that I was an insane fan. Uh, kind of the same. <laughs> Still um, human instinct, So I'm doing a backup because my phone might cause a little bit of a problem, but I think we should be okay. Yeah. Um. So let's get into Miss Utica. Okay, hold on. Before we get, let me pee again because I have some thoughts. <laughs> So I'm going to have to catch up on this because I don't watch Drag Race like that. 
I okay. see her name. Every time I see Judith's name, I think about the city outside of Detroit. Like in I know, same. <laughs> I was like, is yeah. this bitch from Michigan for God's sakes? <laughs> Utica. What the fuck, so, bitch? Quick catch up on Utica because okay, catch him up. Two two weeks in a row, right? Catch him. Oh, I know. So don't mean white people. <laughs> okay, hold on. Double snatch game, I think. It, no, two. No, Utica pissed me off three weeks in a row. <laughs> All right. So three weeks ago, two weeks ago was snatch game. Mm-hmm. Utica decided to be Bob Ross for snatch game. Mm-hmm. You know, Bob Ross has that afro. Mm-hmm. <sighs> oh, okay. Mama, I see where this is going. Mama says, "I don't want to wear an afro because that could be cultural appropriation. I just want to be sensitive." Now, RuPaul said. He had a fucking afro. Just wear the afro. All the queens of color said he had an afro. Just wear an afro. This bitch don't listen. She made an afro out of stuffed squirrels. Oh. <laughs> and that shit on top of her fucking head. And her Bob Ross was terrible. She just sat there eating paint. Shit. Still wasn't the worst. But we ain't gonna talk about Miss Two T's over there because that bitch is a whole nother. Oof. But uh. <laughs> so I'm, then, I'm looking at her Wikipedia page right now. I've seen yeah. her. The only one, so I had watched, and I think she got kicked off, but it was the one that uh she was like in her 50s and had colon cancer and had all types of stuff. Oh, Tamisha Amon, yeah. She's yeah, like, that's that's where I left off. And I was thinking, like, oh, they gotta give it to her. Like she like maybe I it- like Tamisha. I completely understand why she went home when she went home though, because she would she couldn't have carried the competition the way she Yeah. And even if she was old, because they had like VHS footage of her. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so that was what, that was the first time Utica pissed me off. Mm-hmm. Then last week, because you know, they always have a makeover challenge, but because of COVID, they didn't bring in no other people. So the queens had to make over each other. Mm-hmm. Right? Had to dress a queen up in your drag. Utica was paired with Simone, who is one of my favorites on this season, right? But Simone's drag is very, very, very black. Everything. It is everything. Simone is everything. Like, love Simone. Simone's drag is everything. Simone's drag is very, very black, right? Simone is what happens when uh, blackness is really, truly authentically taken to a high fashion area yes simone's drag is what every major fashion house when they have pinched upon black culture has been trying to do except this bitch does it more than it when i tell you Simone is in that same place as Little Nas X, where that bitch should be protected at all yes, fucking costs. I live for costs. everything Simone does. So, Simone is life. Utica's drag is artsy and weird, right? Yeah. Now, Utica will turn a look. Utica yeah. makes bad choices, right? Utica's well, she makes drag- bad choices. Yeah. <laughs> Utica's drag is very artsy and weird, right? Now, what annoyed me about this particular episode was, so I don't remember what Simone ended up wearing when she dressed in Utica's drag, but I do. Oh, it was this weird woodland nymph thing where it was was a 
yeah. like muscle body suit, like the actual muscles under or like the skin. Under like this big like poncho fleshy color thing. Color. Yeah. But yeah, it was the, weird, but it was it, it was weird, but very fashion, right? It was very artsy yeah. and fashion. And it was like one of those things that you see and it's like it's like I don't I'm get it, but it's hate this, interesting. But it's great. Like yeah. Yeah, it was just interesting. So the other side, because <laughs> Simone pulled Bitch. out the outfit that she was going to wear, which was Halle Berry's outfit from Baps. <laughs> she put <laughs> she put Utica. She when I tell Utica you in the orange, yep, Utica yep, looked like she was from the Utica. The updo with the, <laughs> the flip in the back, right? Yes. Now, the, and it was crossed the cross the, stitching yeah, weave in the exactly front the whole like structure the whole thing literally exactly like that now the thing about it that kind of got me i just looked it up she do look like <laughs> don't she the gold teeth and everything she did the gold oh teeth. no the thing that got looked me like she was from Warren. what got me about it was the like <laughs> the seemingly faux concern over like I don't want to do this because it could be cultural appropriation and like uh, so much of what she does comes off as very fake allyship to me. Or I, like I can get that allyship, like that performative allyship. A lot of what she does comes off that way to me. So Utica is what twenty three, twenty four, I think. Is she that young? Uh, she's. I think she's young. I'm not sure. You know, a lot of white people age like bananas, so it's hard to tell. Right. Um, okay, quick side note. So I was looking at therapist and I was like, all right, so she looks like she's about my age. So in reality, she's like 55. So I think I'm gonna go with her. <laughs> Nonetheless, she was black. Nonetheless. Um Utica, I think Utica is because Utica has been a fan of the drag race fandom for some for some time. Not just that, but Utica is younger than us. Um, she's grown up in the age of the internet when we were what between 16 and 20 when like social media started really for real popping and you had to have a college ID. Um, I think that Utica is more afraid for herself and is limiting herself because of, you know, the fear of being on cultural appropriation and being canceled, what have you. And I think a lot of that, the, these ideas feed into her being uncomfortable with, you know, but the reason why it comes off as false is, is, is because it's all I'm the not time. Say false, but performative to me is because she doesn't listen. Also, it's all the time. Like she should, it's she should have just put a fro wig on and been and done with it. Goddamn squirrels! <laughs> this bitch should have. Aaron, look up Utica Bob Ross. Please, you need to see. It's fucking baby. <laughs> it's it's literally squirrel beanie babies. Also, every black person knows that white people in the 70s had froze. Yes. That's what the perm was for them. 
Bob it made our hair straight and their hair curly. And you know how many like dead rats in roadkill I saw, see out here? That's what I, I see right That's now. That's what that looks <laughs> like. So then let's get into this week. So this week they did a roast. <laughs> this week's roast was former Miss Congenialities, right? Which, why was Monet not there? Because Monet is in London or something. No, she's not. Monet is in New York. No, she went to London or something. Even if she did, okay. Monet's been out the country for a while. On the pit, it was either the pit stop or the last round, whatever the fuck they call it, with Trixie Mattel. One of the girls always hosts, and this season is Trixie Mattel. Monet was actually on the episode, and she was like, why wasn't I called? Because uh, wow. I was like, wait a minute, because Valentina was season nine, yeah. Nina was season uh, 11, 11. Yeah. Heidi was 12, I was like, wait, who was season 10? Monet was like, was 10. Why the fuck wasn't Monet there? I, I thought, because I remember around the time that this would have been filming, I remember seeing Monet posting videos about leaving the country for some extended period of time. So I just assumed that Monet wasn't available. Shit. But okay, fair. I would have rather seen Monet than Valentina because Valentina gets on my nerves. But uh I love Valentina because of that. She just works my nerves and she's Valentina willingly and selfishly lives in her own fantasy. Yes. And I love that. Like I dream to have that feeling again where you're just like, I don't care. This is the world that I want, so I'm gonna create it around me. Yeah. So all of my French vanilla Starbucks. Oh God. <laughs> Lonnie Love was one of the hosts. Why? Can we get into why though? Why was she there? Because she passed a COVID test and was willing to do it because she was there right. earlier in the season too. I'm like, where is Wanda well, Sykes? Why I'm is Lonnie Love, love here? You know, she has the best facial expressions. Like, that's why she's there. Somebody, <laughs> somebody I, we all do. But I think for all Black folks communicate with their faces. I think for this <laughs> challenge, I would have rather had like a Nicole Byer. Somebody else. Nicole Byer. There that, that isn't Lonnie Love. But Lonnie Love's brand of comedy just ain't for me. She's not my, she's not my juice. She's not my cup of tea. But, uh, so... You know, it's always some girls do really well, other girls bomb, right? Yeah. Well, Utica was bombing hard. Bomb. Well, okay, so she was bombing. But she was bombing. It was listen because she had yeah. the, the nuggets of good jokes there, but they sucked because instead of her listening to the critique, she just went me. So it was She's a like, lot of. I'm just gonna do what I want to do. It was a lot of like body shaming like she made real noises at nina yes um it was a lot and then she said something about lonnie loves oh wait a minute hold on she said to valentina you're a diva and we all know it and sometimes it's hard to take kind of like lonnie loves career in comedy (laughs) which i thought was hilarious and then Lonnie was like, but you the one bombing. Yes. Like, it was dead then, silent and Lonnie yeah. was the only person laughing. Yeah, and then it was the whole, because we know RuPaul changed into sweatpants when 
Get behind that damn table and don't be yep. drag. Yeah, it was like, well, RuPaul stand up since you a fashion icon. This like, so RuPaul flipped them off and like literally, like two double, fingers. like double, work. like this, like. like... <laughs> but it was just like it was just so unnecessary and just I was just like, okay, yeah, it's time for you to go. Like you're clearly out of your league here. I feel like Utica, honestly. I actually really like Utica's. I like Utica's quirky. Fa- yeah, I enjoy I like it, and Utica's funny. <sighs> I, I'm not opposed to it. I'm not um, it. <laughs> I find Utica to be interesting. Utica well, is a lot of the white artists that I. Aaron, you know how I'm talking about very hard to like hard to get to but once you do it's great you know what i mean what i will say is I'm it's not a lot of digging I, to have to get to it i'm not i'm gonna take back i don't like Utica's personality because i can't say that i don't know you i don't like Utica's personality as has been presented by rupaul's drag race no that's what no. i would say <laughs> That shit it, was, I would tell it, you, it, it was hilarious. Happened. I don't, I don't like the way that, because it, and that, and I think because of this edit, and then also the way the other queens talk about how Unica is different off camera, which it could just yeah. be a level of comfort. But when you couple that with the way Unica's been edited, it just doesn't come off good. You know, it comes, it's very hard to take. That's fair. Like That's a lot fair. of, but Utica can turn a look because I love, love, Utica love turns a drag look. They are, it's so oddly faces. well thought out and quirky and weird and strange. Up until, up until Snatch Game, Utica was one of my faves. And then that chipmunk wig happened. That Bob Ross. Okay. <laughs> okay, hold on. Actually, can we get into Snatch Game for a minute? Because when Simone was Harriet Tubman. You gonna talk about Miss Two T's? Cause no, we're not gonna go there. We can let her go. That bitch just no shade on Jada next day, and it was everything, and it did not get enough shine in my opinion. No, it didn't, Aaron. You have to look this up. So Simone (laughs) is hiding under the panel for Snatch Game, right? And she pops up slowly. It goes, "Oh, hello, RuPaul. I got nervous. You know, a room full of white people." I died. And when this nigga said, well, I was too busy leading these people to freedom. It was <laughs> over for me. It was over for me because that was a very specific, mm-hmm. very, very fucking specific point and, and like a very black reference thing. point to use and it was a very authentically black one because yeah. don't nobody know about Harriet Tubman sitting there eating her rice eating unless her you rice. are black okay so why okay I am not a drag race person admittedly but why is Harriet I mean I I, I get I know what the show is about but why is Harriet Tubman even being invoked it's the snatch game where you're supposed to be a person of like you. you it's but why? Why Harriet Tubman though? Like because that's look, Aaron. Simone, Simone did that shit perfectly. Sense. I, I, I knowing I, Simone and her drag, it makes total sense because it does. Also, like once you see the it, same drag queen that walked out in an all white. 
ball gown and then you turn around and there's two gunshots in the back and uh, the yes says say their names yes Okay. It Simone also walked out in a 20 inch fucking do rag. In a 20 inch do rag. I okay. 20. No, 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 no. I'm sorry, not 20 inch. It was it was at least a six foot fucking do rag with a train. goddamn train. It was long. It was like it is these authentically the black things, like really unap- unapologetically, okay. authentically okay. black shit. So it for is that so point, beautiful. It makes total sense. It does. It really does. When that bitch popped up and said, uh, you know, you get a little nervous in a room full of white people. I screamed. I screamed. Because that is a critique. In reality, that's a critique in in and of itself of RuPaul's drag fucking race. Yes. Okay, and so when she was talking about the 20, that took me out. When she was yes. talking about them promising her the 20, but that white man that took that too. And yes. that took me out. <laughs> Simone Simone is a creature of beauty and intelligence and power and wisdom and artistic ability and I'm going to stand the fuck for her and gush I'm, for just I'm a minute. Seeing something on she her is right someone now. that needs to be protected and loved and cherished and financed so that she can continue to do what the fuck she is fucking this doing is because it thing. is important Simone fuck up the quarter Give me Simone. Simone puts a level of thought into her drag and a level of intention into her drag that you don't see with a lot of drag queens. A lot of drag queens is like when all else fails, they dress up like a 50s housewife. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. But there's with Simone's drag, everything, like even the, the, the monster, um, the beast. When she came out in that furry costume with the foxy belt. Era. Yeah, like Simone literally dressed as everything. <laughs> with Girl, you remember that brain wig? And a foxy name, bro. Like, yes. It's very, everything she does is very well thought out and yes. very intentioned and very outside of the box, which is why. Well, it's, I won't even say it's outside of the box. It's in the box. Like, it's all of these things that we have seen before, but she yeah. does them in a way that is so very her. But that's what she I came mean, out in a fucking braid wig with her name spelled out in goddamn in beads. beads. Like those mean, beads right? that the girls had when we were kids. Yeah. Like it's shit like it's those little things that just makes Okay, I'm into it. I'm sorry. I will gush over her for hours. Her execution is out of the box. So where is her, oh yeah, I will give you that. It's, it's a taking these very things common that things very that we know. Our culture. Yeah. Things that are very much a part of blackness. Like we all know shit. Every every little girl then wore braids with beads on them, right? But exactly. we ain't never put them together exactly. and set our hands in them. Every That's little it. girl, we everybody that had a name belt. Everybody had a name belt that said Foxy, really. Really, uh, honestly, yeah, <laughs> but it's the way that she but pulls the shit together. It's that level of intention that is there that you don't see a lot with a lot of drag queens. Right? Where is she based? Like, what's her what's her city? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it sounds like because you know, like all the con- like being on the show elevates your visibility, right? And so I feel like, like she's Midwestern though. Um, the Midwest of- girls on there, they definitely rep hard. They always come in hard with that black shit. 
but they end up they end up getting all types of gigs regular stuff you know after after they after the show even if they don't arkansas conway arkansas she can come to a big market and 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 she's in the house of avalon Hmm. workhouse of avalon (laughs) i'm looking at her merch now i want this foxy lady cover-up shirt There's also a she also see this is how black Simone is. She is selling what is called she's calling a drink bag, which is a brown paper bag for your liquor with her name. <laughs> oh no, I saw that. I honestly is. Like, <laughs> I literally almost bought that because I was like, bitch, you I better sell a supreme bag with your motherfucking name on it, girl. I kind of wanna buy it. I honestly. Simone is literally everything. Like she is. Like, also, here's the do rag look. Uh, do you see that beauty? <laughs> yeah. Why? When I when I say that for real, we have actually seen white designers pull off, attempt to pull off the same exact fucking looks that this girl has brought to the one runway. But she has that experience, that eye, that knowledge to know how to pull that shit off correctly. And also, let me tell you, this bitch and her shoulders, she'll quickly Mama hit you. Mama loves a these. quick shoulder. She's so, her, her well, I, uh, character is so like middle-aged black lady. It is it, so funny. <laughs> it's specifically middle-aged black aunt with one kid who likes to go to the casino. Yeah, because that's three commercials uh, sent me. <laughs> you know, Mama sweet. loves to wiggle a shoulder. Just... <laughs> she does. She gives everything. Every fuck. This bitch gives it to you every week. Yeah. Every week. And she's she's probably not going to win because Candy, they keep keeping Candy's ass. Okay, so can we get into Candy Muse for a I minute? Like I know you know nobody about this person. I like Candy. I don't like Candy. This is the thing about Candy. She should have been gone. I like they Candy. Keep saving her. Because I feel like I know Candy, right? Yeah, you do, because you live in New York. But I they could have got rid of Candy and kept Tamisha. No. Tamisha went when she needed to. I, mm, as much I as I it. love Mama Tamisha. Tamisha went when she needed to because Tamisha couldn't serve it the way they needed. Not in this particular space. This space isn't built for a queen like Tamisha. Tamisha's an old school queen. It was the same thing when Charlie Hyde was on the show. No, you cannot put them two together. You can, because I Charlie's we can't act like Charlie's drag wasn't there. This show just isn't served for those older queens. It's just not that type of space for them. But Tamisha, the thing was, is we saw, the first time we saw Tamisha, we saw that Tamisha can actually fucking perform. Tamisha she can perform. The space level ain't necessarily there. Mama loves an 80 shoulder now. Tamisha's taste level Look. is really there. Taste, this, this is the thing. Because if we're going to say, if we're going to talk about Tamisha, then that means you should have kept two T's too. No, because two T's wasn't that t- three K's. <laughs> Allegedly. Two T's was, <laughs> was 
silence, two teams would just irritate. And but also was polished with the look, but also wasn't as talented. No, but I'm saying, you know, a big part of a big part of this show is the look. <laughs> a a fair part because at some point, you really think like, like would have turned the snatch game? Like, let's be honest. Depending on the character, yes. I don't think Tamisha would have turned it. I think Tamisha would have got in her head the same way she did with every other acting challenge and wouldn't have turned it. You, Fair. I don't think Tamisha would have turned that beast. I don't think Tamisha would have turned the ball ball. I don't think Tamisha would have. No, I think Tamisha would have turned the ball ball. I think she definitely would have turned that. Poor black drag queen would definitely turn that. Mama would have made that same fucking shaped ball gown that she always makes in a different fucking material. Bianca won on that concept. I didn't say I liked Bianca either. (laughs) (laughs) I personally, although Bianca's talented, and I do do really think Bianca's very A talented designer as well. And Bianca's drag is very well put together. I do think Bianca, I the same, I said the same thing about Bianca, Benda La Creme, all of them, they did the same look over and over again in different colors. Okay, don't come for my Ben, because Ben I is the only other white dude. I that can't I'm stand Benda La Creme. Why? I, I actually, I love Benda La Creme. At least I couldn't stand her on the show. That face yeah. like got on my nerves. <laughs> it was this combination between like, ridiculous joy and like really fucked up self-deprecation that was very jarring where are we being real because i this is confusing it's all it's all real that's the thing though it's it's all real it's just these compartmentalized the thing with vindula creme is creme is one of those people who and you see the same thing with that. Uh, what's the other? Oh fuck, the Aiden, that one. Oh the, don't. The, oh, uh, not the same. Listen to what I'm about to say, and then you'll understand why I said this. Okay. Both of them are people that, in small doses, you can quickly dislike. But okay, if given if you get a full scope of these people. They can turn out to be people that you really love to be around, but because yeah. they're they're both abrasive in different ways, in small edited scopes, they come off real bad. I uh, I okay, I can understand that. I can but understand why you said that. Now Aiden stays too long because she Aiden wasn't ready there. to be there. So drag, we not putting them in the same category. No. Personality, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, I can I can kind of see that. I will say that Aiden was more arrogant. Ben was more self-deprecating. But see, the thing is, both of their personalities are abrasive in a different way. Because yeah. Benda LaCreme had extreme highs and extreme lows. Like, it was like, we're either going to beat myself up entirely, or I'm going to be so so like sugary sticky sweet that mandy moore will be jealous right yeah, yeah. so that's abrasive in small doses and then and not mandy moore and saved <laughs> yeah no <laughs> i'm sorry that just came out but aiden was like arrogant because 
I'm the only person in my town that does this. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's like, what are you doing, girl? It's still, it's abrasive in different ways. <laughs> also, like, <sighs> but we've been on Drag Race for a long time, and Aaron does not know what we're talking about. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sorry. Like anytime I, I, Simone's I name, I was only rooting for old girl that was like she's 75 years old and had colon cancer and they had that's the footage from her <laughs> doing the balls Aaron, in Atlanta in 1962 Aaron. when Martin Luther King Aaron. was going to she's the ball 75 <laughs> how dare you they, they got footage from when Rosa Parks was sitting in the back of the ball Aaron <laughs> Rosa Parks did never Rosa Parks yeah, never the went to a phone. water fountains you know back when she was started off. <laughs> they did really like, they kind of went overboard with this, with with mama's age. Like, she not that old. Y'all doing a lot. They don't pull out that VHS footage like she, we saw. <laughs> actually, I've been watching that shit on YouTube. No shade. I'm like, damn, who copied this shit off of a VHS? Exactly. <laughs> Before there, we move you know. off of Drag Race, though, can I also gush over Gothic for a little bit? I love Gottmik is killing it. Yeah, Gottmik is killing it. And but see, that's the but see that, and this is this is the difference between a Utica and a Gottmik, right? Because Gottmik too, as a white person, was being put in the drag of a person of color, but it wasn't a thing. It wasn't yeah. like oversawed and weird. It was just like. Okay. Well, because Got Mix, that look they that were, Got Mix was in was very different. Than they were the, focused the, on body type and less about the race part of it, right? The body yeah. type was more like, how the fuck are we going to do this? bitch can't fit my clothes. But then it's like, <laughs> but as far as like being put in the drag of a drag queen of another race, that was never a thing. It was like, well, bitch, tell me what the fuck to do, how I'm supposed to act. How do you want me to serve and represent you? Like, well, with with Utica and Simone, there were very distinct things that were. There was like, oh, this is black as fuck. Gottmik and Candy, Candy being uh, Latino, that look that Gottmik had was just like it was like Tawny Katane in a White Snake video. Mm-hmm. Like it was very. <laughs> I know that's a weird reference point. No, I. <laughs> I know, I know exactly the aesthetic you're talking about, though. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like you, it's it like was more, see, lanes it was and more like bodies that made it candy and let, yeah, it is kind of generic. Where Utica came out and Utica embodied Simone's personality and that look and yeah. that that the in the like really important piece of it was really the hair. Because if the hair wasn't there, you could say, oh, well, it's Peg Bundy on her way it's to a job. Peg Bundy, yeah. Without but the it hair, was the it structure the in the hair that was very important. We're like, oh, this is black. Yeah. We the only niggas running around with a fucking three-tier layer of shit on the goddamn uh, head. Basket weave up to. <laughs> right. And killing. Let me tell you. So when me and Lauren were in middle school together, there was this one girl who we hated. And she would always have them structured, towered updos, but it would be like the cylinder one. So it would be a bunch of cylinders up to a peak. And oh, I, I would. Love <laughs> I want my hair like that, Sopran, bitch. I love the big pink curl ponytail updo. 
<laughs> it was like up Between here. Between that and my good friend, my good candy cane French roll, oh, a bitch loved the updo. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you this: don't have an updo around me that has holes, because my ignorant ass is gonna roll tiny pieces of paper and throw it in it. I was nigga, I was playing hoops, and she came to school one day. Was like, I took my hair down and found a bunch of paper in it. I didn't give a fuck. She was a piece of shit to me. <laughs> yeah, yes. bitch, you can find all the tiny balls of paper in your hair. You fly fucking white. Fuck you, ho. <laughs> I can't fight you. So every time you take your motherfucking hair down to wash and wash all that goddamn spritz out, you're going to find a bunch of tiny fucking balls. <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> Oh God! School days. I mean, so y'all want to do a quick? <sighs> yeah. I don't have much to say. We've been. Well, how's? Years, so. Have you been? How's family stuff? Every like um, everything's starting to die down some. It just kind of is what it is, really. Like it's like I. It's been. The only person that I talk to regularly is the girl who started all of this. Um, the rest of them, it's like, they've all friended me on Facebook and it's the occasional like interaction there, but I haven't really spoken to anybody over there. Kind of because I haven't really made the effort. Not kind of, totally because I haven't made the effort. Because I don't think the effort's going to come my way. Like, it's... Fair. So, I mean, it kind of is what it is. Like, we've been spring cleaning around here. We've getting we've gotten rid of six contractor bags worth of shit. God damn. I, I decided we had too much shit in this house. Because <laughs> it's like... Because like I was saying earlier... Me and him been together for fuck 13, 14 years now. Maybe 15. I don't fucking know. A long ass time. Yeah. 2009. So do the fucking math. I don't know. But. Oh, bitch. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Is that 11 years? Yeah, 11 years. So. No, 12 years. 12 years. Yeah, like 12 years. Yeah. So it's like we've never really purged our houses. We just kind of packed everything up and it's just kind of traveled with us. Yeah, but y'all always like, eh, let's just get this done. Yeah, like, <laughs> shit in the box is gonna go, we'll figure it out later. And we never really figure it out. She just gets put somewhere until we move to the next place, right? So we've never gotten rid of anything. And then we've added two more people along the way. <laughs> but you said that two more people. <laughs> and that that holds more order. weight than saying we had kids. It's two more people. That we added two more people. Order. These are whole ass people. They're small, but they're people. Shit, they got yep. personalities. They got likes. Yep. They like they want shit. They're they're just small. They're still people. <laughs> they're just tiny fucking. Ass. Highly opinionated adults with no job. Yep. But it's like, he's a bit of a hoarder. 
i.e. he walks around in his t-shirts from high school he's a whore as do I because <laughs> <laughs> we were only a year apart but you know yeah. <laughs> so there is a shirt that it's a polo shirt y'all have all seen this shirt because for a period of time he wore this shirt every time he was going to meet people it is burgundy it had a white and a blue stripe y'all have all seen this shirt you may not know it may not ring bells at this moment but if i showed y'all y'all have all seen it how i know y'all seen it he wore it in his senior pictures in high school he <laughs> wore it <laughs> He wore it on our third date in 2009. <laughs> he wore it when he met my mother. This he is classic. Wore, this he is has classic. worn this shirt you every Classic. If it's a polo shirt, if it's like Ralph Lauren, like straight from like the, the actual Ralph I threw this shit away. Part of Hudson, <laughs> not TJ Maxx, like their capsule, like you know how the designers make not stuff, but like Marshalls and real stuff. If it's an authentic, like classic that you could put it on the real real for like $75, then hold on to it. I think it might have been the Lacoste shirt, but I also threw it away. I don't blame you. I hate polos. I was so tired of seeing that damn shirt, and I also hate polo shirts. Polos are awful. (laughs) There's a very specific time and place for the use of a polo. Yes, and I told him, you're not playing golf, therefore don't put this shit on this we're not at a garden party right so he's a bit of a hoarder my seven-year-old is also a bit of a hoarder and oddly enough does not lose shit you know how kids lose toys not this she don't lose shit i lost this nigga's keys (laughs) you don't lose a damn thing that was like two days ago when we cleaned out her toy box I am finding dishes from the first kitchen set I bought her when she was two. She don't lose shit. <laughs> yeah, no. It's so not it's her. Like, there's just there's too much shit in here. And then there's a whole nother little person who just, just rearranging everything. <laughs> She's finally stopped pushing that kitchen set around my house. <laughs> She just every day will be in a different room because that's just where she wanted to cook that day. It's like, (laughs) it's a real cackle out of the fact that my child moved my furniture. Like I had to buy heavier furniture to stop her from moving my furniture around. No, I love it. There's a sense of like rebellion and liberation in that. That I'm like, you goddamn right. You better fuck up the system. <laughs> this chair doesn't need to be here. Get this shit out of my way. <laughs> Glass ceiling. I'm moving the furniture. My coffee table from the living room into my bedroom, then climbed on it to get into the chair. Smart, capable. <laughs> Shattering glass ceilings, an innovator, an icon, a legend, a queen should oh be gosh. treated as such. <laughs> you got there right. Oh, this child is an innovator. So that's all that's been going on over here. I've been keeping it very emotionally quiet over here. Well, how are you feeling, Aaron? Uh, well, last time I talked about my job in 
just I mean just work in general in terms of like feeling overwhelmed and stressed that has not changed uh <laughs> um it's just like I mean and and it happens you know I've been looking at people just in general where I see people tweeting about it or just kind of commiserating with other folks I know in terms of like um a lot of people are ready to kind of figure out what their preferred routine is when it comes to how they approach their jobs. Some people like working from home. I'm not one of those types of people, but I think in, you know, whether you prefer to work from home or not, or whatever pivot you're trying to make or trying to figure out what you're trying to do at your, in your current situation, uh, the overwhelming weight of um, the pandemic is like, is 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 gone past expiration date like it's it's yeah. it is it, is like it's is it's just like nobody is functioning the way they're supposed to be functioning right now and the closer we get to the end i don't think we're going to get to the end soon because like you know still people not getting vaccinated the, yeah. the virus is spiking now because like a few people like a relative break got vaccinated so now everybody thinking that this, like, like everything's back to normal like everybody think they're protected because of these couple hundred thousand people that got this vaccine. right you, you know like how many people live in america it's probably like probably 10 percent of the nation at this point but everybody yeah. thinks like are oh, we good now so we're going to it's like be- what 380 million and 80 oh, 80 maybe not even 80 million but a couple like in that teens of millions people have been vaccinated and we're talking about, and so the other thing I was thinking about just real quick, so I saw like, you know, um, uh, not to get too deep into it, but uh, at Ford Field, they're, they're just giving them away, right? Like, yeah. at first it was just like, you had to fit into certain kind of like 50 and up, you know, you know, have a certain condition or whatever. Now they just open it up by little by little. And then one day they were just like, whoever, whoever see this, Come down yeah. to Ford Field right now. Mm. What I'm concerned about is Detroit in particular. So many like so that tweet went out on the internet. You have to have the internet to have be, been able to see that right. it's available to everyone. Everybody yeah. in Detroit, and it's documented because we talked about this at my previous job. It's as well. Activists have, have pointed it out. The yeah. government has pointed it out. And you know, yeah. activists and government both point out the same thing. It's a fact. Exactly. A lot, a lot of people in Detroit do not have the internet. So there's a lot of people in Detroit that were probably unaware that you did not have to have any kind of pre-existing condition or whatever to Mm -hmm. go get a first shot. So how often is this going to happen where you have an entire population of people who do not have the same kind of access to this kind of information uh, in terms of protecting themselves that a a quite frankly privileged population does? So... I was thinking about that. I was thinking about just like in general, like just people who are going to outright refuse to get a vaccine. And it's hard. Like it's it's hard to just kind of like process that we are still in this moment. We're still, mm-hmm. process, we're still processing the fact that we're in a pandemic and trying to live a normal life. When I say live a normal life, I mean working a job as if things are normal socializing yeah. people as if things are normal doing your everyday routine as if it's normal and it's not this is not mm-hmm. normal it's hard to deal with and just trying to like day to day like 
that's where I'm at. So, I mean, I was having similar thoughts about like with the access because you know I took the kids to Florida a little while ago, and um, it you know Florida's population is old. That's mm-hmm. known, documented. Florida has an old population. Right. That's where old people go to die. Atlanta yeah. is where the gays go to die, and Florida is where the old people go to die. But with that, you know, I a lot of them don't drive. That. A lot of them don't drive because they can or whatever, you know, whatever it may be. They don't <laughs> drive. If they did, they'd be in line for eight hours. I'm sorry, not eight hours. Oh, for 24 hours sleeping, waiting to get the vaccine. So Florida has a program set up that you can get a ride to get your to your vaccine appointment, right? Yeah. But what they don't tell you is that you have they will email you a form for you to fill it out. Well what if you're older and you don't have an email set up or don't have access to the internet or don't know how to really like navigate those things because you don't have anybody to help you. They're like, oh then we'll mail it to you. But by the time you get it and send it back, you'd have missed your damn appointment. Yeah, and because you schedule <laughs> So it's like that's a that's a running thing because it was like I don't know, I happen because I can't really sleep well anywhere, but I really don't sleep well when I'm not in my bed. So I was just up watching the news. Yeah. And they were talking about how some like six hundred appointments were missed because these people was waiting for these forms in the mail. Sounds about right. So it's just like this rollout on this was terrible. And yeah, it was just awful. So it's like the problem is, is states states are so quick to assert their rights. Yeah. Um, This shouldn't have been a state thing. This should have been a national rollout. It should have been national. All the all Mm -hmm. mandates should have been federal, not state. They should have all everything should have been fucking federal but then you have to deal with the states taking federal government to court i mean we we all know had they just done the smart thing and shut down wholly completely ground the planes and everything else for six to eight weeks in the beginning we would have been done with it we've been done that but no we would have been done with this you know we wanted to pretend like it wasn't real until until right mm -hmm. Uh, how yeah. are you? you seem like you have a lot on your spirit. What's what's going on with you? Um, there has been a lot of internal dialogue that I am kind of desperate to get into therapy to have somebody who is licensed and gets paid to hear this kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I specifically want as far as a therapist someone who is lgbt um black lgbt affiliated acquainted what have you but i don't want a man mm-hmm. who's involved in any way shape form, fashion because that is going to be too much mm-hmm. um so i'm looking at unfortunately and it's like well no she's getting paid for it so whatever it's like, oh, black women aren't your therapy. It was like, well, this black woman's gonna be my therapy because this woman's gonna get paid for it. <laughs> so there was a well, I just got rid of that conflict. So a little bit of my weight has been lifted off my shoulders. I mean, just 
that's just a fact, though. Because it's yeah, like, it's like, no, you're getting paid. If this black woman is a therapist, then this black woman is your therapist. It just is what it is. Like, yeah. It's and not I, putting your issues on somebody, on some stranger. Right. Or a partner. Right. Like, black women aren't your rehab. No, black women aren't your rehab unless they're getting paid for it. And I want to pay for one for it. <laughs> um, so I've got a couple of therapists in mind that... I would like 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 to try out um but I need to have like I said a licensed professional that I can bounce these internal dialogues off of mm-hmm. um mainly because I feel um I feel some uh I feel things in my spirit that are of the darker and negative variety, just kind of generally across the board. Okay. And I've been working very hard this year to, as the environmental Lord Voldemort would like to say. Oh my God. Uh, silence and defeat the inner saboteur, right? Mm-hmm. So we've been trying to do that and we're still trying to do that and we're being very conscious about it. However, um, I would just like some, some kind of support in that from a paid and licensed professional. Yeah. And hopefully someone who can prescribe me um, anti-anxiety medication, anti-anxiety and depression medication so that I can bring myself from what, I feel like is a nine back down to a six mm-hmm. and be able just to kind of navigate the complexities that are, are happening in my life in a way that um, is, is healthy. Um, I am at this point in my life where I just, I, I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to fight. Mm-hmm. And it's not just in the the personal aspect, but also the professional aspect of my life as well. I'm not going to fight you niggas for shit. I'm not going to verbally fight you niggas for shit and give you the capability to say that I was aggressive or that I had issues with authority or any of that in any way, shape, form, or fashion. So I want to make sure that I get into therapy to know that that's not going to be a thing. Right. Because I've been working very hard at it not being a thing and going into therapy and hopefully getting on some anti-anxiety and depression medication. Mm -hmm. That will definitely make sure that that is not a thing. Um, I'm also trying right now to do my best to approach everything in my life honestly and openly. Mm-hmm. I'm trying my best to just kind of surrender to just sur- surrender and release the control. Um, it's been 35 years of me being in control and it it's not bad, you know, but there are many aspects of my life that I try and like grasp 
white knuckle level of control over because I feel as if these are the only things that I have yeah. when it's a forest from the trees mentality. And I've, I've like been kind of thinking about this over the past week. Um, it is hard. It is hard when you're like emotions don't run through rational travels, Tra- rational travels, rational Lord. Channels. rational channels. <laughs> oh, that Montalobos is woo. Like I just, I made a commitment to myself that I was going to do the things that I wanted to do, that I was going to um, put the work in to be the person that I feel like I am want to be and should be not should be but want to be at this point mm-hmm. i want to make sure that i am constantly trying and tasting and doing and having new experiences and it's the main thing is that i want to make myself and continue to make myself the only priority in my life and that means amongst everybody friends family what have you like i want to do what the fuck i want to do and the place that i'm in now is i want to do what the fuck i want to do and if you cannot deal with it then get the fuck out of my life and get the fuck out of my way because it's it's this bus and this this shit is moving and if you're not on it with me get the fuck out of my way because i'm going to run you over and i want to better equip myself to be able to remember that one no is a complete sentence and two, when it comes to running those people over to not think twice about it and keep fucking moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a very uh, precarious, I'll use that. It's been a precarious kind of month. Mm-hmm. Um. I I just want to, and I pray every day about it. Mm-hmm. I'd like, girl, let me tell you. So a couple of days ago, today's what, Sunday? So I think it was like Thursday night. Yeah. I came home from work, minding my business, and it was just me. And it was like a good half hour out loud like prayer and in that prayer i was naming and claiming everything that i want out of this mm-hmm. um and that was and, and to be for me to be able to do that for me was a, it, it was a lot That's a big thing for it you, is just because it's like you've for as long as I've known you, it's never been a problem with you knowing what you wanted necessarily, but it's definitely been a problem with you openly saying what you want 
because of the feeling that you don't a lot of that is is, well it's a combination of i don't know what i want and because of a lot of really fucked up childhood trauma i feel like i don't deserve you don't deserve right but but i'm trying to say to myself that like I deserve things, but yeah. I just need to figure out what those things are. And now I'm like, okay, well, these are the things that I like, feel like I deserve. I want this is what I fucking want. Yeah. And it was it was this like like good half hour long of just like out loud and of, of the naming and the claiming and the proclaiming and in just this moment of like I've been saying all year. I'm stepping into my anointing and part of it has been kind of joking, right? Cause it's like, I'm stepping into my anointing and on these niggas next along the way. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it really is I've been blessed. I've been blessed with some gifts and I've used them in certain aspects, but not to the full capability. And now my goal is to be able to bring everything that I can do under one umbrella and really and wholly and truly step into and it's not like if no money is made what the fuck ever i just want to step into the anointing and the gift that i have been given and regardless which what i'm going to say god whatever you may believe in for right. me it's my god whatever your god or your friends who whomever or whatever you may believe in and i got nothing to do with me but for me it is what I feel like my God is telling me to do. And I feel like my God is moving a lot of things and people and bullshit out of my way. But that also means like adapting to changes and trying to evolve in this context, in the context of that shit. So it's a lot happening. Like it's a lot of really good. It's a lot of, it's a, a, a fuck ton of good that is coming on my way and being bestowed upon me but the thing is is being emotionally um capable and prepared to deal with the changes of and being willing to accept the fact that these things have changed and it is either a time for you to move on or b this is where you should be or whatever fuck it may be at this point like there's i'm just looking for the yes and the no and the signs and you know those things i've i've received some of those things and i'm grateful for them i'm a little scared but I'm like 20% scared, 80% excited. Yeah, I get that. So I just, I just want to be emotionally prepared and capable to handle all of the like wonderful, amazing changes that are going to happen in my life. And initially from first glance, some of these changes may feel or seem or may come across as being like negative or hindrances, but it's just trying to remember that all of these changes and and like the the growth that is happening is all for my benefit, and that I need to just shut the fuck up, not think about it, just kind of open my arms and just be like, all right, it is what it is. 
and I'm just going to take it as it is. And I'm going to deal with all of the wonderful things, some of the bad, that if I can change it, I'm not dealing with it. But if I can't change it, then I will deal with it. But if I can change that shit, I don't want to be bothered with it. I don't want to be bothered with it, not for fucking free. Not for free. Yeah. If it's shit that I can't change, there ain't shit I can do about it. Yeah. So I'm just sitting here trying to be like, just arms open to be grateful and appreciative, um, to be present, to give like all of the love and all of the roses and everything that I can to the people in my life. Because I don't know why, but girl, this year, I don't know why. Oh, no, I do know why COVID. <laughs> but I saw, so I saw Lauren and Alex. So Lauren's part, Lauren's husband transitioned to Alex. Um, I saw them. We went out to eat. We talked. We had a good time. We hugged for the first time in a long time. And it was just, it was this feeling of, in in that hug, especially with Alex, it really was this feeling of just surrendering into um, a level of intimacy that I, I haven't been able to have. And that was massively appreciative. And it was a little bit of a checking point for me and just being like, it's okay. So I want to get into therapy. I want to go back to therapy rather to remind myself that like it's okay and that all of the fucked up shit that you said in your head has been planted (laughs) by people who never had really any concern for you in any way, shape, form, or fashion. And that you're that like I'm doing what the fuck I'm supposed to be doing. Like, I don't, I love bartending, don't get me wrong, but I don't want to be bartending for other niggas the rest of my motherfucking life. Like, that's it. And if I'm going to, like, I would, I would, in no way, shape, or fashion, would I mind doing, like, bartending content, but of my own volition, on my own time, on my own platform, making my own money. So a lot of this year is going to be about, like, trying to figure out the legality and what have you in regards to like trying to monetize content because i've been giving this shit to niggas for free let's be honest because when i'm behind the bar you're paying for drinking food i've been giving you all of this garbage and bullshit and shenanigans and foolishness and mishigash for fucking free for a very long time now I just want to commodify it for myself. No, I also, no. like, I just don't want to be bothered. Like, I don't want to be bothered. I, I don't want to be bothered this year. I don't want no bullshit. I don't want no drama. I don't want no fights. I don't want to deal with other niggas' friends and family and other shit. I don't. I'm not. I don't want it. What I want to do is take my black ass to work, my make my motherfucking money, bring my ass here, 
to what is my second job and I'm considering it my second job despite not getting paid for it because it takes a certain, it still takes effort and energy. And I actually, so, okay. Um, Whoopi Goldberg, just a quick note because of the real world. Whoopi Goldberg, Heather B, right? Mm-hmm. Heather B talked to Whoopi Goldberg way back when, and she was like, oh my God, I, went Whoopi, I met Whoopi, da, 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 da. And she told me this. And when Heather said this shit, I said, oh, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Whoopi Goldberg looked at Heather and said, you know you're doing professionally the right thing when you can enjoy what you're doing even if you make a fucking dollar. Mm -hmm. And we ain't making shit. Not off this one. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I like I enjoy it and fucking enjoy it. And I was like, this is what I'm like. This is what I'm like. There's a lot of like coming into self and moving into new phase of life. No, I'm pontificating. I'm sorry. Coming into self and moving into this new phase of life and just trying to set myself up so that in the next five years, when I hit 40, things aren't stressful. I mean, they're going to be stressful, but the stress is mitigated. It's going to be a different type of stress, not exactly the same stress you've been carrying. Like I for for up until this year, I didn't think I would. I didn't think I'd make it thirty five. Now I'm at thirty five. Have not planned for shit because I thought I would be dead by now. So now it's it's not a lot of like scrambling. It's just more of kind of right now building at the base level and and trying to figure out as I like as I get older what is this base going to be it's like building a new fucking house and I just want to make sure I have a solid foundation yeah because the foundation I had before was fucked and didn't didn't really understand that until like 29 30 and started to work on it but never really got that deep into it and now it's like fuck this we're buying we got a new lot we got a bitch we got a new single acre single acre lot and we want to dig and build the most ridiculously overpriced uh, uh, foundation that is more that has more structural integrity than any fucking building around. I want to make sure that a nigga is solid in his shit and unwavering. So yeah, there it is. Sorry. <laughs> that was like 20 minutes of me preaching. Also, I should probably go to uh I should probably become a theologian. And you know. no, you should. Uh, no, I, I I actually have been kind of thinking about it a little bit. Mainly because my understanding of and relationship with 
is mine and I've internalized that and dealt with that for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And I speak about it in a way that makes atheists comfortable. I mean, it makes most people comfortable. And it's all about just trying to feel good for self, whatever it is. I, you know, y'all both know, I always say, I don't care what you believe in, in a God, in another God, another God, or another God, or your, or your family, or your friends. It's just believing in something outside of yourself and having the foundation in that no matter what, that that is going to be there. Yeah. And that's where, girl, that's where we are at. I ain't, I ain't fought nobody, so we're good. <laughs> this nigga tried to, let me tell you something. Let's this save nigga. that for off. Oh, no. No. Sure. We're not saving that for off. Okay. Mm -mm. Go nope. ahead. I'm putting it on Algo's internet. All right, go ahead. This nigga had a bad day at work and wanted to try and argue and fight with me over some bullshit. <laughs> over some bullshit. Meanwhile, we're both working full-time jobs, and despite him having an LLC, he's not pursuing his dreams and doing what the fuck it is he should be doing, despite me constantly telling him that. However, I'm working a full-time job and pursuing the dreams that I have, as well as attempting to spend time with friends and family now that I'm fully fucking vaccinated. Mm -hmm. I'm not arguing anymore. You're not going to take your bad day out on me. You can yell, you can scream, you can rant. I'm just going to very quietly grab my keys and exit. I don't have it in me no more to fight at all. What I have in me is the capability of wisdom and the grace from God and the power from God to get my shit look you in your face, tell you good night, and to exit. And you'll be lucky if you hear from me in the next day or two or three. I will be out. Good luck. The job almost. Nope. Can't get into there. All right. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, this has been, um, I'm sorry, that was a little deep. <laughs> I've just had that in my, I've just had that in my spirit for, for the week. Um, but y'all can check us out again. Um, I'm leaving from next, next week with my mess. Yep. Also, uh, check myself and Siobhan out on not only Reality Rewind, which is available everywhere. But also, Wine and Wisdom for the Self-Helpless, live, live every Wednesday at 5 um, on my, my Instagram, which is also Lee from the underscore, excuse me, Lee from the underscore D. Um, every Wednesday at 5. from my Instagram, which is fashionably underscore now. Yes. Aaron, what are you doing this Wednesday? You want to hop on in with us? I could. 
I could. Now since they let you up to four and alive. I know. So okay. <laughs> y'all know I did the J next E thing, right? So the young lady that uh, was on Jade and XE with me, I'm going to work her in, not for this week, but next week. because She's real sweet. I'm like, yeah, girl, come on. Let's 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 do this. <laughs> um, so catch us live on Wednesday. Um, if you are white, uh, your reparations are to go into the links in our bio. Um, follow everything. And at least tell 10 friends, share it with 10 friends, and to make sure that those 10 friends follow us. And write a testimony for this before squad. Uh, also, your formal reparations is also to write a testimony for Siobhan for the Sephora squad. Aaron, you got anything you want to, any white guilt you want to lay on? <laughs> Not today. I'm, 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 <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know, the, the, the white people have been pretty good. You know, they haven't been getting on my nerves lately. So, but, you know, we take that day by day. <laughs> no new projects you need, you want supported that you want to tell these people that this is your form of reparations? No. Since we ain't getting 40 acres and a mule, we might as well <laughs> get these niggas into likes and comments. Now I'm working on something, but it's not ready for prime time. Let's say that you know what it is. Okay, so what he's working on, I'm not going to go into detail, but when it comes out, it's it's gonna be cute. It is highly entertaining. Um, I feel like if I say anything else, it's going to go too much into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just be on the. (laughs) There'll be an announcement. So just be on the lookout and oh oh no, fuck that. Uh how about you niggas go and buy not only is it don't be an asshole when you come? <laughs> oh no. No. You know what? I <laughs> off off podcast. Off podcast. Okay. Yeah. So we'll guilt you niggas about some other shit later. <laughs> <laughs> Shit coming up that's not ready to be announced yet, but it's working. There's some things happening. Look at these motherfucking blessings. All right, white people, you niggas need to listen. And when you hear this and we make announcements, we expect you all. This is once again, this is your form of reparations. We didn't get 48% of mules, so we're going to get some likes, some comments, and some follows and subscriptions, okay? Mm-hmm. It's the easiest thing you white people can do. It is. But I, mm-hmm. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye, y'all.